Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, we are periscoping live again for our second Periscope experiment. Dude, like right now, say hello to the viewers that are watching on Periscope. Dude, they got a lovely view of Mike. Mm. Dude, Mike. Uh, dude, Doug is holding the camera because Dude, Mike's uh, iPhone stand is a piece of crap. Dude, it's just Dude, Doug hasn't figured out how to use it. Well, Dude, Doug is a theater major. Yeah. You would think he could use the camera. Asked, no. Uh, I can use a camera, but I can't use some sort of weird bendy stand. Thank okay. you for fixing that, dude. You're very welcome. Well, here we are. Uh, sorry for no podcast last week, but we are here tonight to talk about our four and one sharks off to a pretty impressive start. Yeah. I think, you know, we can certainly get into the Islanders game, which uh, may have amplified some of the concerns around this team, but the first four games. Uh, gave a lot of people the warm fuzzies and a lot to feel good about, especially uh, the new faces in town, namely our record-setting shutout master, Martin Jones. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's the best surprise so far of the young season. Yeah, it's it's going good, dude. We're getting we are getting comments on Periscope. I have to read them. Someone okay. said I look somewhat like Joe Thornton, which is weird because my shirt is on. <laughs> so. Anyway, and uh, you're clean shaven. You I'm, look like Joe Thornton. I don't look anything like Joe Thornton. I'm nothing right. like Joe Thornton. All right. Anyway, wow, we're doing really good on Periscope. Do we have, I think, about twice as many viewers as we did last Fantastic. week? Fantastic. Well, we should keep talking so we can keep them engaged, dude. All right, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Never worked before. <laughs> but, dude, what is obviously, I think everyone would agree that this young season, only five games old, is has been very thrilling and exciting and positive in almost in in a lot of ways. What would you say is the number one way? What is your what is your favorite part of the Sharks play so far? Um I think they're playing more aggressively because they feel like they have a goalie that might not let in every other shot. <laughs> right. I mean Martin Jones is the reason, dude. He's the reason. The team plays more confidently in front of him than we've seen in several years. I mean Martin Jones you could tell that they just feel like he could win every single game. And if they had played him in the island, we might have seen if that's possible. Could he have gone 82-0? and 0? We'll never know. We'll never Damn know. Damn you to Pete DeBoer. <laughs> but when that guy is just a straight-up stud. Can he keep this up over the course of the whole season? You know, remains to be seen. It's a high bar to set. But he exceeds expectations, dude. Exceeds expectations. And has made the entire team better because of his outstanding play, dude. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And he could not have played better as far as I'm concerned. And this is exactly what you wanted from a young goalie. I remember people tweeting and saying things, some some national correspondents. I think Pierre Lebrun might have said when the Sharks traded for Martin Jones that the Sharks may have just gotten themselves a great number one goaltender. And we're five games in. I'm trying not to get too excited, but... I have to admit, I am really excited. He is so far been just spectacular, and I tell myself, Patrick Lalim, Patrick Lalim, Patrick Lalim. Well, sure. I mean, dude, there's examples every year of somebody coming in 
and being, you know, a huge hit and, and then, uh, then flaming out. So, uh, we're getting some funny comments here. I mean, some, I think other people are, are as, uh, as concerned. You're not concerned, but, but you know, you, it's hard to, I remember after the first game, right? Yeah. Uh, people were like sharks, you yeah. know, I saw yeah. people the next day. I was like, calm down everybody. Like, let's just calm down. Yes. That was fun. That was great. Absolutely. And, and you enjoyed seeing all of it. You enjoyed it seeing that they came back at home and played the way they did against Anaheim, dude. There's a comment here. All right. But, um, you know, you, you have mm. to remember the small sample size, dude. What do we got? That was a good comment. He says, he looks a lot more composed than Niemi guarding the net. He looks like he's at home there. And, and certainly that's one thing that's very uh, arresting or, or very key about... Uh, Sorry, I'm getting off the mic. That's something that's very key about Jones is he seems so calm. He seems right. so calm. Right. Uh, certainly a lot calmer than Alex Stalock. And, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll contrast their styles here in a minute when we right. talk about the Islanders game. Right. But, but he just seems like he's unflappable at this point. And everybody gets rattled. I, I'm sure there, he's going to have a bad outing here and there. And it's going to happen. It happens to everybody. And, but so far, he just seems like the Iceman in there. Sure. Um, you know, you you want to remember the small sample size. You also re- want to remember the, the teams that he's played have all started pretty poorly. You know, mm-hmm. so um, when he goes up against a team that's you know playing at the same level as the Sharks are, um, we'll see how he does. You know, um, right. I think going into the Garden tomorrow against the Rangers will be uh, a nice test. You know, a nice test to see how will he play after the Sharks had their worst game of the year just down the street, you know, in Brooklyn. And will he be able to help uh, camouflage some of the weaknesses of this team due to injury? You know, we can talk about some of the injuries. I mean, for a team that started off right so hot, I mean, they definitely have been uh, dealt an unkind hand by the injury bug. Paul Martin being the most glaring I think we can more get more glaring than Logan Couture. Well, dude, I got to say, I mean, you know, Couture, you know, fractured fibula, right? Yeah. Or uh, tibia or, you know, one uh, of those lower leg bones. Yeah, some of those uh, things, dude. Um, I have to say that the Sharks forward depth, in my opinion, has been strong and they've stepped up. I mean, they've stepped up. Do we miss Logan Couture? Of course we do, dude. Yeah. But the Sharks right now are playing without three guys who would normally be in the lineup. Rafi Torres, due to attempted injury, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing without Donskoy, and they're playing out without Couture. And offense, you know, in the Islander game was not the problem. I mean, they right. they were clicking. Goldobin scored, right. you know. His first on a, NHL goal. On, was basically a layup, you know, right. but but yeah. he still, he, he put it in the net, right? True. Um, so, I don't know if you can look at the, the forward depth right now and feel uncomfortable. I think you go, okay, mm-hmm. Ben Smith came in, he's done fine. You know, uh, Goldobin, in his first game, he, he did fine. You know, uh, Goudreau has been fine. You know, those guys have not been the, the issue. The issue clearly was when Paul Martin wasn't playing with Brent Burns, Brent Burns melted like the Wicked Witch. Yeah. And it was ugly, dude. Yes. I mean, he made some bad mistakes. Yep, yep. And someone mentioned, you know, Donskoy, which, 
you know, we don't, I think I heard lower body for Don Skoy, so I'm not, but nothing specific, of course. There's never anything specific about injuries here. But Milker Carlson's still out. I mean, all of a sudden, the Sharks are kind of banged up, right? They got Logan Couture out. Yeah, got, you forget about Milker Carlson, you know, who yeah. uh, has been playing with the Barracuda. So, and clearly not healthy enough to get the call up when Don Skoy went out. That's right. That's right. So, certainly injuries are you know, a little bit concerning, but it's so early in the season, you do kind of want to see how the Sharks can respond. And if, if you get these other guys, you know, Ben Smith, obviously, I'm sure Ben Smith was very much expecting to be in the lineup opening night, and he wasn't. And so, you know... Well, that's because Chris Tierney's been that good. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and you see, you know, Chris Tierney playing the point on the power play with the absence of Paul Martin, you know, the, that DeBoer seems to be giving Tierney a lot more responsibility. And he's responding. I mean, the, the kid is, is has some talent, you know, and I'm glad that they're putting him in some positions to to make more of an impact. Uh, I think the concern, dude, if, if you're looking at what happened on Saturday, mm-hmm. which is the defensive depth of the Sharks in a one-game example. Yeah was exposed, you mm-hmm. know, that if they, whether it's Martin, whether it's Braun, where it's anybody, you know, they were very vulnerable and extremely sloppy in a game that I don't even think it would have mattered if it was Martin Jones in there. You right. know, I think that, you know, some of the listeners who've been uh, commenting on Periscope, you know, don't be too hard on Staylock. I, I think that, that you're right. I mean, Staylock saw 33 shots and he started very strong. Mm-hmm. He made some great saves in the first period, and the Sharks just kind of let him down, I think, um, all over the ice, and they, they weren't very effective defensively, and you worry that can the Sharks withstand if they had a... if Let's say Martin's out for two months, like yep. Couture's going to be. That could be uh, a kneel-down death blow. yeah. To this team, you know, because I don't think that they have the depth that they don't have a a Goldobin waiting to come in and play that role. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Martin's injury is that severe, which they seem to think it's not, if we're going to see Mirko Mueller pretty quickly here Mm -hmm. and playing maybe more minutes than he's ready to play. I was a little surprised they... They didn't break up Vlasic and Braun, I guess, because then you had Tennyson and DeMello as a pairing. And it's just like, uh, uh-oh, you know, this is, that's one. Although, you know, Tennyson, to his credit, has played well. He right. played really well the first few games. And maybe that's a, a tiny, an overlooked part of the success of the Sharks is that that third pairing really was not bad. I think it's, the concern was seeing... Brent Burns defensively from last year show up after he hadn't been here in the first four games. Like we saw, you know, good Brent Burns. Like we always see good offensive Brent Burns, but we saw good defensive Brent Burns for the first four games. Right. And we saw train wreck Brent Burns on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think that's why he ended up being a minus three, you know, so yeah, you, you worry about that. And, and I think it does amplify how important Paul Martin is. It does to this team, and that the Sharks defensively, in terms of depth, are a little vulnerable. Right. Someone says that Dylan is not a top four D. I, I think, I think it's a fair assessment. Maybe 
it's it's fair. I think Dylan still has room to grow. I think if paired with the right person, he could he could be a top four defenseman in this league. Maybe not this second, and maybe Brent Burns isn't the right partner for him. Right, right. Maybe he needs someone that's a little bit less uh, just sort of rangy, and he needs someone who plays a, a little bit more of a standard defensive style. And, and Dylan could 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 do okay in that kind of you know role. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like him and him and Burns are the right pairing right now. Right? I think if you look at the whole season, and and you know we'll see if Martin's back tomorrow. You know they're not really saying, but if he's back tomorrow and, and everything goes back to the way it was and the sharks play a tight defensive game and they play well, even if they lose in the garden, then maybe this will be forgotten. But I I think that Doug Wilson probably noticed how, how that was not good right. <laughs> last night. And, you know, I don't know what you can do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, it's not like they you can just have, go get another Paul Martin. Right. And, and right. And, and, and they don't have really the cap space to, to do something like that. But you look at the team and you go, well, their forward depth seems to be pretty strong. You know, that they're able to go three deep right now in terms of they're out three guys, you mm-hmm. know, three guys who would arguably be three top nine guys. Right. And they're covering it and they're covering it effectively you know so and they don't even have melker carlson right i can't even say his name right i know melker carlson right so when he's healthy could the sharks turn around and trade from some of the surplus that they have to deal with what appears to be a weakness so it really it really depends on how bad martin is i guess it doesn't even i don't think it if martin plays it's like i don't think it matters i think that we Mm -hmm. saw if any of them get hurt like what what could happen you know what i mean that that it could be bad that they don't have a seventh guy right now who's ready to step into you probably i mean you if, if it had been tennyson that got hurt and demello came in we probably would be having this conversation no but when you lose one of your top four and then dylan has to slide up and he's not really suited for that and then you've got a chain reaction of negative events like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a long stretch of time it could be bad but I don't want to focus on that, dude. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. the Sharks really have played really well. They have. And uh, it's been fun. I mean, it's been fun really for the first time in a couple of years, if yeah, I have to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, last year was kind of a bummer from the start. Because- but, it's, but we've seen that coming for a while. We, I mean, I feel like the last two years, we've kind of seen that coming after, you know, we've always kind of wondered if the Sharks as they're put together could really do this. And I'm not saying they're ready to make a cup run, but I'm saying I'm at least excited about a fresh look. Yes, I am. And I'm, I'm super excited, especially about these young guys. That's, that's the best part. Of course, I, I am already, I already love Joel Ward and, you know, we've already seen, I guess, how much of a, of a key Paul Martin is on the defensive core. And that's great. But I'm really most excited about Donskoy and Goldovin and Tierney and and Goodrow and these guys really trying to make a push and stay in the lineup. I I like the fact that they pushed Ben Smith out of the lineup. I think yeah. that's a really good thing. I mean, it's not great for Ben Smith, but you know that's the most exciting thing so far. You know about this team, and it would really be a bummer. Like I would strongly advocate for the Sharks, even if Martin's out for a long time. Like they shouldn't go and trade Chris Tierney to get. No, you know, 
Andre Markov, you know, like some some guy who's 38, you know, we don't want to do that. Yeah, and we're getting a, a message here on Periscope saying that the team is hungry. I mean, I have to agree. They look, they they do look like they're interested in making an impression. Yeah. And you see it on the power play. You know, that power play, when it's those five guys out there, yeah. that is... It's almost not that's, fair. That's brutal for yeah. the other team. It's just brutal. Yeah. And, and you're not seeing the kind of crap that was happening... For the last couple of years, you mm-hmm. know, I also I feel like you're not seeing Joe just hold the puck right for ages and ages and ages. The puck movement is way better. Yes, and it's so much more dangerous. And they're they're moving around. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been asking for for a long time. Yeah, I I agree with you. And and moving the puck, especially on the power play, and certainly they're forechecking super aggressively. That seems to be DeBoer's style. We just got that same comment. They're aggressive in all zones, you know, which we got from a listener just a few seconds ago. Uh, and it's apparent, you know, is this just a, a quick bump at the beginning of the year right. and then the old Sharks will show up? I don't know, but That's I'm enjoying part. it right now. I mean, you, you're certainly enjoying it right now. So Absolutely. absolutely. Dude, we got some questions, don't did, we? Do we get emails? We did. We got, we got a few, dude. We got QWERTY QWERTY. Okay. We and got uh, Spencer. Okay. Did Spencer just say, hey, you guys should be recording more? No. Oh, that was some, that was other people. Um. He did. Yeah, he said you guys should record. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, that's true. Oh, he wants to have a meetup at a game. He wants to have a meetup at a game. We'll we'll try to get that when when Doug actually goes to a game. Ooh, because he's got a young one. That it's, is it's tough. A, dude. It's a little hard. That is tough. I went to Disney on Ice today at the Shark Tank. That's as close as I've come to the Shark Tank all year. Oh god. So, but I was at Disney on Ice. Princesses, dude. You don't know what you're missing. I do know exactly what I'm missing. <laughs> um. Okay, so Cordy Cordy says, I'm not a Mike Brown fan, but is it just me or is this look, he, does he look really good playing on the fourth line? <laughs> Maybe he has new mustache cream. Yeah. Do you think he sticks and keeps his spot? What do, what, do you think about, what do you think about Mike Brown? Obviously, you had that one goal, that nice cleanup garbage goal, which is exactly the kind of goal you want to see from a fourth line player. But he wasn't in the last two games. Is that right? Yeah. I um, mean, he did not play. So it's not... I don't think the coaching staff necessarily agrees with you there, Cordy uh, Cordy, that uh, that Mike Brown is now. Although he did play in the Islander game, obviously, you know, ten minutes. But um, I don't think that uh, he is necessarily going to be uh, just the uh, <laughs> a standard uh, fourth line player here. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it'll depend on the matchup and also the injury situation. You know, they're in a spot right now where. Because of injuries, you know, Mike Brown is going to play. You know, there'll be some teams that he won't play against, but he's been fine, dude. I mean, Mike Brown, I've, I've never been, you know, thought that he was as, as much of a garbage player as some people who are just looking at the advanced stats and looking at it and going, you know, he's terrible because look at these numbers. You right. know? I think he does add some of those things that you can't, put on a stat sheet which you know i think you know other people may disagree with that but i think is important and you know mike brown is one of those guys you know he is he's he's a tough dude you yeah, know and no doubt it, it helps to have someone like that around who who has a prayer of uh what we got of, of playing decently uh, we had two comments while we were talking here so people were suggesting to me if we can't go to the game maybe we just meet up at a bar afterwards or something like that i mean that's definitely possible and someone's saying when rafi torres comes back in uh in two years um <laughs> right. will mike brown play you know and uh that's a good question i mean i don't know i think 
I don't think they're really slated to play on the same line, to be honest, you know? Right. I think Torres would be playing on that third line with Wingles, and uh, that would just be my guess. Well, dude, I think we should set up some sort of a meetup at some point. I know we haven't been able to do that in the past, and I know some people have asked. So, you know, with us trying to be all outgoing and crap now with this stupid Periscope thing, God, this really backfired. Um, maybe we should try the uh, try some sort of, uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple of bars around and sure. places to meet up. We'd after have to game. meet up early, though, because I uh, go to bed at 9. Right, I see that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I understand, dude, I understand. <laughs> um, that was a joke. <laughs> Was 9 it though? 9.30. 9.30, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Cordy Cordy actually had a second email. Um, oh, it, he's also not a fan of Dustin Brown, which oh, is true. Oh, who is? Yeah, so maybe we should, you know, that that got a little bit, I, I, it's too bad that it got buried. I wish we could have done a podcast last week because I'm sure this would have been more in the front of our minds. But but that that hit that Dustin Brown did on Logan Couture where he sort of just like drove himself like a spear and just sort of like headbutted Logan Couture in the face, and it's just, and, and he said, uh, you know, if he pulled, and Cordy Cordy says, if you pulled that same headbutting crap on Connor McDavid, the NHL wouldn't think twice about supplementary discipline. I don't necessarily agree with that statement, by the way, but um, how dirty was that thing that that Dustin Brown did to uh, to Logan Couture? I'm sure you, most of us, most of the fans have seen it on YouTube, and if not, you should just go get it. I mean, it was dirty. I mean, he's a loser. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but... It and the Lucic thing, like that yeah, was yeah. The Lucic thing was hilarious. Yeah, that's fun. I that really one enjoyed that. I loved because when's the last time you saw Logan Couture lay somebody out like that? Like never, never. And and game one, it, he steps up and you know runs a guy you know who is he's not like he went and and hit. Uh, Tyler Toffoli, yeah, you know, right. he hit Milan Lucic right. in a vulnerable position, and then Lucic went bananas like we're playing flag football or something. Right. And, I mean, his his reaction was, I guess, I don't know, like, completely expected, I suppose, because <laughs> he's also a, a total loser. But yeah, yeah. Um, that was hilarious. I loved it. I love that the Sharks came out as a team that, has had a reputation for several years of being a little soft. And that Kings game, you certainly couldn't say that they're soft, you know? And I don't think you can make that case, you know, for the entire five-game slate so far. They've they played pretty tough. And that was pretty – there's some good scrums against the Ducks as well. I yeah. mean, that, they certainly came out – I mean, the Sharks obviously have a history with the Ducks now. and But they're – you know, you got Corey Perry on the ice. Anything can happen at this point. And so, yeah, they, they, they definitely did not back down. This is – this seems to be – Sort of a generically tougher Sharks team so far, so yeah. far, and everything we say so far, everything we say about the Sharks has to be qualified with so far. Well, I think that you the younger guys are stepping up, and then you've added you know two guys to important roles, a second line forward, and you know a top two defenseman or a top four defenseman who have a lot of veteran leadership just by example, just by how they play hard. I mean. Joel Ward and Paul Martin don't take nights off. That's right. And they also, they don't make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, are they all-star flashy players? No. But they're solid NHL guys that are going to lead by example. And if you look and see, dude, at who were playing these roles the last two years, those guys who aren't on the team anymore, they can't even get a job on an NHL team. James Shepard, unemployed. Right. Uh, Tyler Kennedy, unemployed. 
You Matt Irwin. Matt Irwin got waived after two games by the Boston Bruins, who aren't exactly like <laughs> lush with defensemen right now. That's right. So, you know, you, you look at the... It, I think, first of all, that's a huge indictment about how poor Doug Wilson's roster construction has been the last two years. When you look at those guys and see, well, they're uh, all essentially out of the league. Yeah. You know? And but it's a chicken or the egg issue, right? I mean, would you have really said, "Oh, Tyler Kennedy is definitely a marginal NHL player when the Sharks got him?" No, no, no. But it was, but it was an incorrect talent assessment. I mean, because yep. the Penguins were like, "Here, take him, <laughs> take him, please." <laughs> and while we're like, "Here, take James Shepard, please," fully <laughs> blows out his knee again. I mean, and those guys just never really lived up to what I'm sure Doug Wilson's expectations were for them. I mean, time again. I mean, time again. Mm-hmm. What a waste of an acquisition that was. Yeah. He's on his third team, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a year. I mean, this guy is not an NHL player, and we gave up a third-round pick for him. Mm-hmm. Like So Doug Wilson's redeemed himself a little bit with, with these signings, and... We'll just see how it plays out. I mean, we can't overlook Donsko, even though he's hurt. Like, I mean, he's been pretty good. He's been good. You know, when he's been out there. So you add him and you go, okay, four good off-season acquisitions. Didn't didn't Pete DeBoer say something about Donsko? Like, he's not the fastest skater. He's not. Like, he said something that was like the, it was like the worst backhanded compliment ever. He said something <laughs> like, well, Donsko isn't the fastest skater and he's not the biggest guy and he... Doesn't have the best hands, but he <laughs> certainly seems to make it. And wow, and, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, you just basically described Jonathan Chichu. I mean, that's true. I mean, Chichu was all those things, yeah, dude. And yeah. and he just you got to be there when the puck comes from Joe Thornton and direct it correctly. And then it's true. You're gonna be fine. Then you'll score a ton of goals. You and, know. And some of that is you just got to sort of have the composure to when you get the puck on your stick from Joe Thornton at the. Most unlikely of moments, you got to bury it. And we certainly saw that from Goldobin. I mean, I would not have expected that pass to get through the way it did at that speed it did. And Goldobin had no problem burying it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's any sort of silver lining to seeing uh, a few early injuries, is you, we're going to see pretty early, you know, what does Goldobin have to offer today? You know, I mean, he's still very young, mm-hmm. but, and I, I'd rather see him play. You know, 60 games in the AHL, but you do like that when he's here, they're not playing him on the fourth line. I mean, they're playing with Joe. I mean, that's where he should be. That's the appropriate spot. So he only played, you played less than 12 minutes. But that's fine. I mean, but you figure he's, he's playing even strength minutes, right? And then he's not going to play any specialty minutes. He's going to play the majority of the even strength minutes with, uh, with a top line. And then maybe when the game, you know, gets a little bit tighter, he ends up, uh, you know, disappearing. You know, yeah. So, and that's fine. I mean, that's 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 where he is. I mean, that was you know two games into his NHL career. Right? Yeah, yeah. Of so. course, of course. It's not like you're just suddenly putting him out there for 20 minutes. Right. You're like, have fun. Yeah, here you, you go. Know, here enjoy you go. Dustin Brown. Mm. <laughs> well, dude, let's look forward here at the schedule and see what the Sharks are facing. Obviously, tomorrow night they're going to be facing the New York Rangers and a friend of the show, uh, Dan Boyle, uh, mm. DB22. Yeah. Oh, it it hurts. It hurts to say this, but I think as Dan as Dan Boyle been a healthy scratch the last couple of games. He has, and it'll be sad to see if he is not playing against the Sharks. You know, uh, DB twenty two near 
the end of his career. You know, it's probably his last year mm-hmm. in the league, and you know, you, you want to see him be productive, and you want to see him be a part of a successful team in 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 New York. But it seems like he's being phased out, and you know, he's not in Matt Irwin territory yet. No, but dear God, no. He is not uh, not really a part of what they're doing. And Larry Brooks wrote a column who writes, I think, for the New York Post and covers the Rangers. And he wrote a column not complimentary of that contract, not complimentary of Dan Boyle, um, saying basically he hasn't come through on either on the offensive side of the puck, which is basically why they got him, and he's really become a liability on the defensive side of the puck. Now, I'm not watching a lot of Rangers games, so I can't, I can't say if that's true or not. And even if it were true, I probably wouldn't admit to it because I'm such a diehard fan of Dan Boyle. But... That is a bummer. We'd love to see him play tomorrow night, but it seems like he's in a he's in a bit of a jam over there. So we got two questions about DB22, and I'll ask you both of them, dude, okay. uh, here on Periscope, all right? The first one was, when DB retires, uh, who does he retire with, assuming someone retires his jersey? Is he going to retire a Tampa Bay Lightning, or is he going to retire a San Jose Shark? <sighs> it's How do you retire as a player well i mean it's not like he's going into the well he would he's probably not a hall of fame player which is unfortunate if if they wanted to honor him Mm -hmm. which team would he want to be honored by hmm hurts to say but i'd probably have to say the tampa bay lightning that's where he won the cup that's where he won the cup dude um they did not part on good terms, though, you know, right. and I know that ownership that is group true. is not there anymore. That's you right. Know, that and and you've got to think. Um, That's right. They that, got those new, like, sort of hotshot owners, and they quickly sold the team, and they were the ones that basically told Dan Boyle to GTFO, and and he did, and was not not happy about it. I, I don't think that kind of legacy was left with the Sharks. You know, that being said. He's probably the best defenseman the Sharks have ever had. Right. right? I and, mean, can you can you dispute that? No. I can't no, dispute you can't that. dispute that. Uh I wouldn't be surprised when he retires if the Sharks do something nice for him. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I and, hope so. and maybe that's, you know, sort of like what we saw with Nabokov, you mm-hmm. know, last True. year that I would expect I would expect the Sharks to do that. I, th- I would think that everybody would want to see that. So, um but the Sharks don't retire numbers, as one of the uh, listeners just mentioned. That's right. Well, they so, haven't yet. Let's just say so. That. And I don't think Dan Boyle would be there first. You know, that's uh, true. If they were going to do it, you know, uh, you would think that uh, Owen Nolan would probably be mm-hmm. much higher on the list. You know, uh, in terms of if they were going to do that, you know, Nabokov, Joe Thornton, Joe Thornton. You know, but that still, there are still a ways to go for those. Um, the second is, you know, did the Sharks let? DB22 go at the right time and I think clearly the answer is yes you as, know as much as it hurts to say yes it hurt us at in the moment and we didn't want to see him go but um you know if you're looking for a roster move that was a wise one you know not giving Dan Boyle that two-year deal you know worth you know I think it was about nine million dollars in total was a good move by Doug Wilson as much as it hurts to say I wish the Sharks could have come up with just that cash anyway. Uh, I wish they... But, you know, in the cap era, you can't just come up with extra cash anymore. Every, and you can't every pay dollar that, matters. You can't pay him that money 
to play 12 minutes, you know, and to be yeah. on your second power play unit. You know, you're expecting a guy you're going to pay that much money to to be an important reason why you're successful. And it's unfortunate that right now he's having a rough patch. I He's he's such a gamer, dude. Yeah. He is such a gamer. That's what we always loved about DB22. And, you know, I hope that he's given the opportunity to break out of it. And I hope he'll find a way to get back into the lineup. I think it wouldn't surprise me one bit. You know, they, they got some rookie that they're touting over there. And he knows what it's like to handle an A2 game season. He knows what it's like to, you know, play with the big boys. I, I can't help but think he's going to get back in to the lineup with the Rangers because they're going to need all the help they can get. True that, too. So, dude, we got L.A. again. So one thing about L.A. is we beat L.A., and then we were so happy about it, beating L.A., and then they go and get their clocks cleaned by Arizona. So are the Kings just – are they just crap? No. Is well, that, I don't was think that, was that win just like an empty win? Like, who cares? No. no, of course not, dude. I mean, Arizona has played well in the first five games, as is tradition for the team that does <laughs> not get picked in the dudes on Hockey Vegas draft. Always. Uh, Always. But come on. I mean, Arizona is a mirage, dude. That is, there's no way that they can keep that up. They've got some young players playing well. You know, mm-hmm. they've got Max Domi, Anthony DeClaire. I mean, it's kind of fun. But um, the shine's going to come off of that real fast at some point so no i i'm but la doesn't look good are no they, they don't are, look good are they're, they really are they empty they're vulnerable yeah no, i mean that they, they lost a lot of what made them a good team i mean they're mm-hmm. they're vulnerable they've got some good players still but you know some of those guys kind of played over their head justin brown's not that good no i mean he's he's okay you know um kopitar to foley jeff carter you know, our good players, Gabrick is real hit and miss. Yeah. And Drew Doughty is, is, you know, one of the best defensemen in the league. Uh, but Jonathan Quick hasn't been good. Right. And, you know, their D is definitely a little bit weaker. They're vulnerable, dude. They're, they are vulnerable for sure. So I expect a win on Thursday for sure. And then you've got a, a game at home against Carolina, which is, you know, most definitely winnable. Dude, don't forget Christian Erhoff. Someone mentioned Christian Erhoff and how he looked awful. I do recall him missing the net by like six feet one time when he played. So. Yeah. I, I, it was a good old Erhoff. Still there. Yeah. Missing the net. <laughs> Used to make me crazy. <laughs> just make me crazy. Dude, so. Carolina, I just I think I read today that we haven't won we haven't beaten Carolina since two thousand eight or something. Is that true? Cool. Yeah. So I maybe maybe we're due. We're time due. for that to stop. We're due to beat Carolina. Oh, we better beat Carolina. That, speaking of bad. Well, I mean, is the Eddie Lack era going to begin in Carolina? Soon, it yeah, should. I, I mean, I they've got nothing to lose. I don't know why, you know, they're going to be holding on to, to Cam Ward. I mean, there's nothing to hold on to. They, it's time to time to reboot out there for sure. Dude, is there any other items that we want to cover? Any NHL items that you want to cover before we sign off here? Are we going to try and record again in a, in a week? Or are yeah, you going to come up with some other Disney on Ice type excuse? Ooh, ouch. That was not my excuse. That was <laughs> cruel and, and awful. And uh, Now you're like the big boss man at work or that's some, right. some that's ridiculous right. thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I expect to get a little bit more respect. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be waiting a while. Ha <laughs> <laughs> dude. Now, I think, you know, the goal is to definitely do it once a week. And, you know, maybe we can keep uh, Sunday nights as uh, as our current sign-on spot, dude. We'll do our best. We'll let everybody know. Yeah, we'll let everybody know. And, and hopefully the people can keep tuning in on Periscope if you like that. If you have any ideas, suggestions, or comments, of course, you can always email us questions at dudesonhockey.com or the Twitter thing and all that other stuff. So um, 
the other thing I do want to do, you know, the season has started, so I do want to get the word out that it helps if you leave comments on iTunes. People, you know, the the ratings on iTunes, we've gotten I think we ran a little drive uh, maybe it was a couple, a few years ago, and we got some really entertaining <laughs> reviews. On yeah, let's fire it up again. Let's fire it up again. So, um, why don't if you leave a review, let's say uh, in the next couple weeks, if you leave a review, shoot us an email, questions at dudesonhockey.com, to let us know that you did, and then after say you know a couple weeks, we'll we'll pick the best one, and whoever wins will get some sort of prize. Like I'll send you something. Wow. I don't know how good it's going to be, <laughs> but I'll send you something. I'll think of something. Ooh, that's, uh, that's, that's it's not going to be like, that's an open door. <laughs> I'm not going to send you like a turd. I mean, I'll send you like something <laughs> good. I'm going to send you something. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe people don't want that something. It's going to be something that some outside observers would continue, consider to be a positive thing. Someone said tickets, tickets to the dudes on hockey studio. <laughs> Tickets to the Dudes and Hockey Studio. Yeah. yeah, we can start bringing people in here like Howard's been bringing people, like having to sit and watch us. I would say that you, be you look more like Ellen than you do Joe Thornton. <laughs> Someone said that? No, I'm saying that. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Someone said that they would pass on the tickets to the Dudes on Hockey Studio. <laughs> of course they would. They're not worth anything. Pointless. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So, but but the the idea. How about someone gets to come into your house to take one thing that they want? <laughs> no, you can take my <laughs> stupid computer. <laughs> no, but actually, if you do leave a review or if you subscribe to us on iTunes, it does help, and uh, we would appreciate the feedback and the ratings and all that kind of stuff. Dudes on hockey T-shirt. Yeah, I that's think been I, thrown I, out there. I think I still have some left. There you um, go. Well, we should. Like how this. about a reissue, dude? Have we? Have we haven't seen a reissue? I gotta spend more money. Here, here's the back. The back is the good part. <laughs> there it is. See, See it's good. I right. think people would buy these if we offer them for sale. Right, but it's better when there. There's been a, there's a few that are out there in the world. I've still never seen one out there in the wild. But I think it's cooler if the only way you can get a dudes on hockey T-shirt is if we give one to you. You can't buy them. They're just not available, man. I mean, maybe there's a, a happen in secondary market that I don't know about, but I kind of <laughs> doubt it. I don't think so. I no. kind of doubt it. Three dollars. Need to wash your car? Here's a rag. <laughs> I still like the idea of someone coming into your house and taking whatever they want. One thing. <laughs> you like that idea? Just one thing, dude. I lose the Vegas bet every year. Now you're having someone pillage my house. <laughs> Great. All uh, right. You know, it'd be something really random. It would be. It'd be maybe my Patrick Marlowe signed stick over there. No, someone wants something more than that. Okay. Well, anyway, dude, it's been a great first week for the Sharks. The I think- John Scott t-shirt, someone said. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. I, I got that. I got that. I love that shirt, man. I'm going to wear it next week. Okay, good. You wear that next week. Maybe I'll wear mine. And okay. then people won't even know where we are because it's like John Scott inside John Scott inside John Scott. So, um, But yeah, we'll be back again next week, dude. And uh, those of you on Periscope, we're, we're going to probably do some you know, behind the scenes stuff. So haha, extra crap. I don't know what okay. that means. Well, you can I go, you can go watch us get a refill on my water glass or something. Ooh. Well, anyway, dude, uh, great week for the sharks. I think they are not playing any insurmountable opponents next week. So we're, we're expecting a continuation and, and really what's the reaction going to be? What will the reaction be to all of these players being hurt? Yeah. That's I mean, that's, question. that's key. You know, you want to see what Martin Jones does tomorrow night in the garden. And, you know, I'm expecting we should get four points in the next three games. I mm-hmm. mean, I think you can, you could understand if, if the Sharks lost in the garden tomorrow, but I'm expecting them to be more competitive than they were. But if Paul Martin is out again, you know, 
it'll be an interesting thing to watch to see how does the team respond. Right. You know? And wow. do they put somebody else? Will they put somebody else with Brent Burns? Other than uh, other than Dylan, yeah, uh, I think they're that trying. Would be my, to, yeah, they're trying to not. Well, they're certainly not going to put Tennyson or Demello up there. So, I mean, do you want to disrupt all three of your defensive pairings in order to make up for a shortcoming? I mean, that's something that they're going to have to figure out. Yeah, it's true. All right, dude. Well, we'll be back again next week. Go Sharks! Go Sharks! Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.